Five on five in five. It is Tuesday, November the 14th. Fletcher, Kelly, Stephen here with you once again for the podcast. Tons of headlines and a decent forecast to go with it. Very decent. I mean, the mornings are cold for sure. My head gets a little chilly. Yes. Um, there's a joke to be made there. I'm going to just skip right on by. Uh, as we talk about the forecast, it is at or around freezing as you wake up in the morning and overnight, but we warm up to the 60s again today. Same thing overnight, tonight, 35 um, in some areas, back up to 60s tomorrow. Chances to get close to 70 on Thursday. Huge. Uh, at least in my world, that seems pretty huge. I'm excited about that. Uh, I think things kind of come crashing down on Friday. We're just not going to talk about it yet. We'll leave that there until we get there. Great. I love that we'll idea. We'll enjoy the uh, afternoon 60s, potentially 70s, yes. while we still can. All right, let's get to the headlines for this November the 14th. Five on five in five. Five stories on Channel 5 in five minutes or so. Fletcher our, first, <laughs> Fletcher, our first story of the day. Yes, our uh, top story uh, actually continuing from yesterday afternoon into the overnight. Road closures remain in downtown Cincinnati after debris fell from uh, the city's iconic Karoo Tower. Like what? Just <laughs> a building crumbling before our eyes. Crazy. Yeah, and they are doing work on the building. True. So they're thinking that's what happened is that the crews who are up there potentially repairing parts of the like top top, we're talking like 48 stores stores up. up, Yeah. yeah. Um, Somehow hit the building, causing some of the debris to fall. Still a very scary situation. You've got people that walk downtown constantly, uh, especially people who park on one side of downtown to get, you know, maybe more affordable parking and then walk to their uh, office building. Just people who live there. Um, I believe it hit a car that had a woman inside she was very startled as you can imagine she is okay which is also good news um but yes so they have this closed down for a very good reason they're going to continue to have that shut as an inspector sees what the situation is there we don't know yet on a timeline hopefully they can identify what took place or why this happened and then get the road reopened but otherwise plan on taking a detour both driving and walking for the near future I'd be more worried if she wasn't startled when yes. debris came crashing through her back windshield. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. I, just the uh, the things you're not expecting, that. That is it. Right. Yes, but we are the final destination era, so <laughs> that's fine. True. <laughs> uh, so, yes, as we uh, get information, if we get information on roads reopening or anything, we'll have that for you on our website, WWT.com. Moving on to our second story of this morning. The former police chief of Rising Sun, Indiana, is behind bars after a four-month investigation by Indiana State Police. We're talking about 37-year-old Harless Hoover. He's accused of a long list of uh, misdeeds, bribery, fraud, theft, ghost, un- ghost employment, and official misconduct. So allegedly, he took $10,000 from somebody to buy a car, but there's no evidence he actually bought the car. Then he's accused of convincing that person to forgive the loan while he was the chief of police. So probably trying to like, hey, I'm the chief. You should forgive this loan. And then there was other instances. I That one just, I, yeah, I'm not sure yeah. how... Yeah, anyway. Yeah, it's just trying to intimidation of some sort. So investigators say they also found similar instances where he bought and sold cars for profit without signing the title. And then there was moments where he was out of the county, but he was still on the clock as well. So he is in jail. He was arrested last night without incident. We will be checking in on Indiana State Police's investigation of this and as the uh, uh, trial and court dates move forward. Yes, don't believe we had word on a specific first appearance, um, but uh, once we do, we will... 
hopefully work to get someone there and definitely uh, we'll work to learn more once court documents uh, are released and more information is known. Uh, moving on, our third story this morning, uh, a development into one of our top stories from late last week into the weekend. Uh, we've learned more about the University of Cincinnati student who was shot and we have since learned was killed while driving on the Western Hills viaduct last week. This is such a sad story. I mean, we already knew it was a somewhat chaotic situation that shots were fired on the Western Hills Viaduct at a car. We obviously don't know the specifics around it just yet, but um, this young man was a UC grad student. Um, He's been at UC for three years. His name is Aditya Yudlaka. He's a native of North India, but again, a PhD student studying medicine. Um, People who talked with WLWT said his research was transformative. So it just, it's awful to lose anyone, but also to lose someone who is helping in the way that he is in children's health research is, is sad and scary. He was shot just before 630 in the morning last Thursday. He died over the weekend. So um, we didn't get the update until yesterday that he had passed away over the weekend. Uh, the UC College of Medicine did release a statement saying um, he was a much loved, exceedingly kind and humorous, intelligent and sharp human being. So, uh, yeah, just a sad situation and sending the best to all of those who were, you know, in connection with him. Transformative, also a word used later on in that statement from the UC College of Medicine as well. Our fourth story this morning. Uh, Today, hundreds of Cincinnatians are on their way to our nation's capital to have their voices heard as part of the National March for Israel. Yes, this is uh, following what has happened between um, Hamas attacking uh, Israel uh, almost almost two months ago now. But uh, that war still rages on, but the support for Israel still continues. Those buses left late last night. We are recording this podcast around uh, 8.15 in the morning. They should be showing up any minute. If not, they've already arrived there. But there's going to be a big march towards the capital. 40 to 60,000 people are expected and uh, four busloads of people. Every seat was filled um, are arriving in D.C. So that march will begin around 1 p.m. today and all of those buses will be coming back right after that. But they're all there to show support. Many of the people on those buses say they have a a friend, a family member, a cousin, or just know somebody in Israel. Some people know somebody who is uh, actually um, um, being held captive by Hamas. So we'll be keeping an eye on that story. It'll get uh, national headlines uh, throughout the day. Also heard for some people saying, you know, in Israel, it's mandatory that you serve. And this is one of the ways that they feel like while they're living here in the United States, that they are able to serve um, and help out their their country and their people as well. And finally today, uh, the Musketeers hung tough last night in early season test, but fell to second ranked Purdue, 83-71. One, uh, the Musketeers actually shot 44.8% uh, from the floor, so not bad, and only lost the rebounding battle by five. Really not bad when you consider uh, Mr. Eddie over on Purdue uh, is who they had to deal with there. He's uh, tall. He, tall, strong. Seven, seven feet, four inches to yeah. be exact. What? That's, you can't teach height, and that's going to help you win a lot of basketball games. You just swat at the ball, For, right? Like, I mean, I am, <laughs> not, a, I am not a college athlete. Love basketball, but yeah. For, for the sake of our EP, Don McLean, I will not make a NCAA don't, tournament don't joke there. Don't even bring it, it, it. I think you've already <laughs> stuck the knife in and twisted it there. Uh, <laughs> four Musketeers uh, scored double figures last night, led by 15 from Desmond Claude, one of the few returning players uh, from last year's team, and he's making his impact felt, averaging 17.3 points per game in the first three games for the Musketeers, who are back in action Friday in Las Vegas as part of the Continental Tire main event. It'll take on the wait, Washington wait, wait, Huskies. They, w- they're... In headed, Vegas this Friday. Headed to Vegas Friday. So you want to you They go? may not make it back. You want to book some... Because there is a Formula One race happening oh, in Las yeah. Vegas this weekend. Yeah. Which, if you want to watch, like, our practices and races are at our time, midnight to one in the morning. But traffic has been a nightmare in Vegas because they have an F1 track circling the strip 
I just want everyone to know. I just want the listeners to know. Steven's eyes are bugging out. I'm I'm pumped for this race. (laughs) I am absolutely pumped. (laughs) He has been showing me the track for several days. Well, let's get in touch with Sean Miller. See if there's a story there. He'll send you all the all the photos of the track. Happy to tag along. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, he doesn't want photos. Steven wants to be the 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 reporter on plane. Okay, well, let's see if we can get you on the plane, and uh, we'll do my live shots in front of the sphere with the eye looking at me from behind. Good, good for them. All right, basketball is going. We'll have more headlines tomorrow. That's Fletcher Kelly. I'm Steven. We'll see you for 5 on 5 in 5 tomorrow.